Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, it is a sunny and hot July afternoon as I record this. Um, as I drive back to work from being away at lunch and had a few minutes and figured I'd uh, talk to you guys a bit about some stuff. Um, today's topic that I've arbitrarily picked at semi-random is advertising. A um, couple of subtopics uh, there as, as the advertising stuff is concerned. Um, two, two, uh, two key pieces come to mind. Um, one is just advertising in general and, and some questions and concerns and just general thoughts on advertising um, for you. And the other is specifically around advertising and the Toddcast, etc. Um, and I guess we'll start with that one. Um, running a podcast, if that's what you want to call this, uh, um, you've got options for, for, for advertising. Um, there are a couple of things that are, that are, you know, immediately available in terms of advertising options that are open to me. Um, one, the Anchor app for which, from which I record everything and publish everything, uh, has some fun monetizing scheme, uh, whereby you can basically record your episode like normal and put little, like, bookmarks or flags at points where you want advertisements to be. And they will, like, apparently find advertisers relevant to your podcast and or your audience uh, and kind of magically insert them for you um, and kind of keep them up to date and fresh, I guess. I don't know if they, they do that as the episodes come out or if they go back to older episodes and, and swap them out as need be. I'm not real sure how that works. I haven't done a whole lot of research on it. I'll be real honest with you. I know this thing exists. Um, I haven't really explored it too in depth. Um, and I guess you, if, if memory serves, you've got the option to let them, you know, inject, you know, pre-recorded advertisements from the, the folks, um, that are trying to sell a thing, or they can send you like a script and then I can read it. Uh, cause you know, for those of you who are, you know, fans of podcasting, you, you know, we've all listened to them and it's, you know, the hosts of the show will, you know, read some ad copy, um, kind of personalize it to their own, you know, thing they've got going on, etc. Um, which can be nice. Um, you know, and you've got options there. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm still a little on the fence on how I feel about this. Um, in that, uh, you know, I don't have at this particular juncture vast listenership, shall we say, um, which is not necessarily by choice, not necessarily by preference. It is what it is. And I, I refuse to stress it at this stage. Um, but you know, with, with there only being so many of you out there to begin with, I'm not looking to alienate anyone. Um, by that same token, um, as advertising goes in media, 
speaking personally and how, you know, and, you know, advertising impacts me and my, you know, consumption of various things, how useful slash annoying, uh, it can be, uh, personally, I'd rate podcasting advertisement as probably some of the least, uh, problematic (laughs) to me and my, my way of, you know, listening to things. They tend to be, you know, very short little blips, um, that people tend to put either at the beginning or at the end or midstream, you know, it's like 30 seconds, maybe 60 seconds. You know, if your hands are occupied and you can't, you know, skip past them, it's not the end of the world. It's, it's easy enough to get past them. Um, or if you are in a position to where you can do it, like most podcast apps have the little, you know, plus 15 seconds or plus 30 second thing to where you can just bip, bip and be done and skip past them real easy. Um, which is nice. Uh, you know, when you're watching television, you know, the commercials are the commercials you have to sit through. You know, if you're, you're watching, you know, Hulu or whatever, and they put the advertisements in there, you know, they give the little countdown timer in the corner of the screen to let you know how many, you know, seconds of whatever you have to endure, but you can't skip past it. Whatever. Uh, you know, podcasts, you've got that option. Um, as long as the, the ads are, you know, being presented in roughly 30 second, you know, chunks, you can, you can, you can get around that pretty easy, which, which kind of takes a little bit of the, the stink off of it. Um, so I don't know. Um, my, my chief concern for me personally, as a, you know, I am hesitant to say it, a content producer, as the young folk may or may not call it these days, um, is that if I'm going to, you know, be the mouthpiece for some corporation or, or company or product or service, I, I, I feel pretty strongly that it should be a thing that I've, you know, partaken in, consumed, used, have experience with. Uh, because it is essentially an endorsement. Um, you know, if, uh, someone, you know, if I were approached by, you know, we'll go old school here and say, you know, Amazon to, you know, plug Audible, you know, and hey, you can get a free temporary whatever, you know, go to Audible and get audiobooks. I, I feel pretty confident that I could make that happen, uh, because I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I've used Audible service, uh, to, to some degree or another. Um, and I'm pretty confident in letting other people know, hey, this is a thing I've done. I, I enjoy it. You might enjoy it. You know, I can give it that, that endorsement. Um, side note, um, Abby listens to a lot of podcasts. I, I don't listen to as many, at least not recently. And one day we were talking, not about podcasts, uh, we were talking about uh, mattresses. I can't remember the, the specific context under which that came up. But uh, we were talking about mattresses, and she made mention of, you know, Casper mattresses. And I'm like, what, what is a Casper mattress? And she looked at me like, you know, I was growing, you know, ears of corn out of my forehead or something. She's like, Casper mattress. Don't you listen to podcasts? I'm like, I do, but not as often as you do. What, what does that have to do with anything? And I guess Casper mattress, you know, uh, advertises like mad bastards on, on all sorts of podcasts, just apparently not the ones I listen to. Um... But if they were to approach me and say, hey, listen, we want to advertise on your podcast, I don't know how I'd feel about that because, you know, I've never slept on a Casper mattress. Um, and, you know, if, I mean, I 
I'm assuming that their stuff is good. They're, you know, advertising. They, they have sales. People must enjoy them uh, to some degree. But I don't know that I'm going to say, oh, man, the best mattress you could possibly get is blah, blah, blah. If I've never, you know, laid eyes on one, let alone, you know, laid down on one to experience it. Like, that seems, you know, disingenuous. It seems mildly dishonest. Um, so I'm hesitant with the anchor thing and the whole we're going to match you up with stuff. Uh, if it's a thing I've never had any participation with, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to, you know, endorse a thing I know nothing about. Um, so anyway, we're on the fence there. There, there may eventually be some advertisements on the Toddcast. Uh, if there are, I'm going to try and make sure they, you know, adhere to some 30-second chunk standard. So those of you who are able and willing and want to skip past can do so easily so as to make it, uh, you know, not as, uh, intrusive as it might otherwise be, I guess is, is what we'll say there. Um, I guess the other immediate option I've got is, uh, and I've mentioned this briefly previously, um, is the, the pod coin situation. Um, for those of you not aware, pod coin is a podcasting app that you listen to it and you get uh, coins, I guess is what they're calling them, like credits, like you get points uh, for how long you listen to podcasts and you can accumulate these points and then trade them in for, you know, gift cards and whatnot, Um, which seems fine, Um, you know, um, and as a podcaster, you can, you know, basically plug in ads for PodCoin into your podcast and they will, you know, feature you. Uh, you know, you get on the top of their little, here's some featured, featured podcast, which is going to get you some more, you know, exposure and listeners, which is, you know, generally a good thing. I think if you're putting out a podcast to have more people listening to it. Uh, but it also means that when people are listening to your stuff on PodCoin, when you're a bonus podcast, uh, they're worth more points. Um, when Eric first told me about PodCoin, I thought it was interesting, signed up, and was like, oh, saw the thing where you can claim your podcast and be bonus and whatever. Um, and yeah, the hit counts went up pretty, pretty severely, um, for a brief period while I was the bonus podcast. Um, you know, and there were some folks who just, you know, checked out the episode that happened to be live on the day or days that, you know, I first showed up on the bonus list, which was nice. Um, there were some folks that went through and listened to the whole back catalog, which is pretty keen, if you ask me. Um, I don't really have any good insight to know whether or not any of those people continue to stick around and subscribe. Uh, if you're one of those people, feel free to drop me a note and let me know. Um, or if it's just, oh, well, I'll listen to this while it's a bonus thing, and then when it isn't, and I'm not getting extra points for it, I'm just going to leave it alone. Which, hey, I'm still getting listens. It's still, they're still hits. Um you know, I guess I'm, I don't know, arrogant or needy. I don't know what's the right word there, but I'd prefer people, you know, actually subscribe and listen because they like what they're hearing, not just because they're getting extra points for it. I don't know. I I guess ultimately it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I'm getting hits and you're getting, you know, either a listening enjoyment and or points for it. So I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but, um, They've got a thing going to where if you regularly, you know, insert some PodCoin advertisements for that service into your your episodes, 
um, you know, they'll make you, you know, a bonus cast again, um, and you can keep that going by, you know, adding, you know, the advertisements midline or at the end of the thing or whatever. Um, so that's another thing that's kind of crossed my brain. Um, an avenue I might pursue. Um, like I said, we're, <coughs> you know, 70 plus episodes in here, um, largely ad free minus, you know, what are obviously fake commercials that I've created for no actual advertising purposes, just for a goof. Uh, when I have a, a break in, in the podcast, if I'm you know recording a multi-session thing, I'll throw in some nonsense. Um, but other than that, generally advertisement free, like I said, I did the one mention of PodCoin before. Um, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm toying with the idea, uh, figured I'd give, you know, you the, the current and loyal listeners, uh, a little heads up that that might be coming. Um, you know, if you have thoughts and opinions, uh, feel free to let me know. Um, you know, at the, the tail end of this thing, I will throw out, you know, the Twitter handle and the email and all the things by which you can contact me and let me know exactly how you feel on this, uh, particular subject. Uh, and I would encourage you to do so just is, you know, trying to get a feel for, you know, will people immediately hate that or are they indifferent or do they think, Hey Todd, you know what? You're doing all this. Why don't you get a couple of, you know, get a couple of dimes out of it if you can. What the heck? Uh, let me know what you think. Um, cause in an absence of any feedback, I'm going to do whatever it is I feel like I should be doing. Um, you know, if everybody writes in, it's like, Oh Todd, that's a terrible idea. You shouldn't do that. Then I'll take that definitely into consideration. Um, or if everyone goes on, it's like, oh, yeah, Todd, 60 seconds worth of advertisements is fine. Do it. Uh, you know, maybe that will help swing the, uh, swing the decision as well. Um, so anyway, just wanted to, uh, throw that heads up out there. Um, as it would happen, uh, it would, you know, not for nothing, but the, the lunch traffic is not nearly as bad as the, the traffic getting in in the morning. So I'm actually pretty close to, uh, the office by now. So I think I will hold off, you know, the, the secondary advertising topic, uh, probably till the ride home. Um, and so I'll pause here, um, and I'll tell you at the time that I'm recording this, I've not yet decided if I want to do an actual ad read here, cause that's thematic, or if I'm going to do some fake nonsense, or maybe I'll just go straight into part two, uh, when I hop in the car to ride home and not insert some sort of ad commercial-like thing uh, in between the two of them. Um, I have to wait a little bit to determine that because I haven't figured it out yet and I haven't recorded part two. But for you, the listener, um, you are going to find out what I decided to do here in about uh, three, two, one, now. So, advertisements we were talking about. Um, So, part two is sort of a just general discussion around advertising in general. Specifically, what prompted this? Um, there are certain companies that their advertising is so pervasive, it's everywhere, and it also falls into the category of why? What? What? What is the point? Um, and what I'm speaking about specifically are companies and brands that are, to call them well-known is, is such an understatement. Um, without 
going to, you know, the remote extremes of the continent of your choice, is there really anyone on this planet left who doesn't know that Coke is a beverage, a cola, soda beverage, a sugary drink that is enjoyed by many people? Um, are there people really out there who don't know what a McDonald's is and what they offer and, and what that's all about? Uh, I, I'm guessing no. Um, because if there were, then okay, like to me, advertising is to, you know, it's to sell things and particularly to make people aware of things that, you know, exist that you can buy, that you might want, that might be good for you or helpful to you. And, you know, the only reason you're not getting this thing is because you don't know it exists. Like, in that context, advertising, I get it. Like, I'm not real thrilled with sitting through a bunch of it while I'm watching TV or, or what have you. But I understand why, you know, it exists as a thing. But no one watching network television in America needs to be told that, you know, Coke exists as a thing that you can buy. Um, and yet they spend ridiculous amounts of money to produce all sorts of advertisements and pay top dollar for, you know, the time on the television machine or the radio to, to try and get you to, you know, hey, buy Coke. Here, here's the thing. Like, if you exist in America and you want a cola-style beverage, you're going to do one of two things. You're going to get whatever is available where you are. Because um, some restaurants serve Coke, others serve Pepsi, some, you know, do other things. You know, there's there's a, a local, you know, restaurant situation uh, called North Star that, that, that doesn't do Coke or Pepsi. They It's boiling. It's like a local whatever but you're going to get whatever cola is available because you're in the mood for a cola and that's what you're going to get. Or you're in a store and you have a choice and you're going to pick whatever it is you normally get. I personally am a Pepsi guy. I prefer Pepsi over Coke. That is not real likely to change anytime real soon. Um, and really the only time I drink Coke is when... I'm in a restaurant that only serves Coke, or I'm someplace and the only vending machine they have is a Coke. Like, no amount of, you know, flashing images and, and noises on a screen is gonna convince me, oh, you know what, I think I want a Coke this time. Like, that's not happening. And I don't think I'm necessarily alone in this. Like, Coke versus Pepsi is a thing that's been around for a good long while, and most folks at this point have either entrenched themselves in one of those camps or just doesn't care. Like, they, it doesn't matter so much to them which they get. It's it's whatever, you know. Um, so I don't get the... I don't understand the point of the advertising. And, you know, part of me is thinking, well, you know, if they're having, you know, special promotions or they've got, you know, new flavors or, you know, they've got some summer thing where you scan a code and go on adventures or whatever in the crap their latest, uh, you know, ad campaign is nowadays. Like, okay, that's something you could potentially construe as, you know, a new thing to tell people about that they wouldn't have otherwise been aware of. 
but really, uh, is it? Like, you know, they come out with, you know, some sort of, you know, you know, I, I don't know what Coke's offering these days because I don't I don't pay that. Let, let let's let's go with something a little more more relevant to me. Mountain Dew, as I'm sure I've discussed, I I drink copious amounts of Mountain Dew. What I'm sure is an unhealthy amount of Mountain Dew. Um, and for the longest time, it was just you know standard classic Mountain Dew. And then they came out with Code Red, and I understand advertising that because hey, we've got a new thing out. You know, you should check it out. I mean, let's not, you know, disregard the fact that if you go to a store, you can see that there's a thing with a Mountain Dew label on it, but it's red. And if you're curious, you'll try it out, like, whatever. You know, and then they start coming out with all kinds of other crazy flavors, whatever. They don't advertise all of those crazy flavors, at least not places where I typically see them. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where I've tried several flavors of Mountain Dew, but I like the original. Like, they, they had an orangey-flavored one, Live Wire, something like that. That was okay. Like, I didn't hate it. Like, Code Red's fine. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to get it. Um, you know, the Baja Blast thing they've got at Taco Bell is, is just repellent to me. I am super not a fan of it in any way, shape, or form. Um, but, like, the okay, you've got new flavors, cool. When I'm at the store and I'm looking at, you know, the two liters... I can see that they're there and, you know, just make a decision. Like, I don't know that I needed that advertised to me, uh, nor was it advertised to me, nor would it make a difference if it had been, I guess. And I guess, like, new flavors of Coke, new versions of, you know, Pepsi, where I feel like I'm picking on Coke, and I, I really don't have a, you know, axe to grind with Coke. They're just, you know, a super well-known brand globally and easily identifiable for me to talk about. Um, but it applies, you know, lots of places. Um, I just don't understand why you're spending that much energy on it. Um, you know, I've listened recently to a podcast, uh, that kind of gets into that a little bit. It's called business wars and they talk about, you know, Coke versus Pepsi and the, you know, the business rivalry that's existed and how it got to be there. And up until recent times, like back when Pepsi was trying to, you know, vie for market share, etc. Like I get trying to advertise to try and make that happen, but I just don't know how many people nowadays, you know, like I said, either haven't already picked a side or have essentially decided that they don't care to pick a side. You know what I mean? And so I don't know what the justification is for all of that advertising. Um, you know, I also use, you know, McDonald's as an example to where like they're, yes there are ads for McDonald's and you know oh, it's Shamrock Shake time or hey the McRib is back okay I, I can get that but advertising that you have you know a quarter pounder with cheese is, is kind of you know well duh like I don't I don't see why you need to you know to go there um, and that again that applies to most fast food places like okay Burger King Wendy's etc you're selling burgers yep you sure are that hasn't changed we all know it we're going to go to whatever store you know whatever restaurant franchise we prefer the food of and or whatever is convenient like there's not I don't know that much of that decision making process is is impacted by you know 
whatever glossy advertisement is in, you know, the Keller supplement or, you know, interrupting, you know, the recent episode of fill in the blank. I, I just don't get that. Um, while I'm ranting on about advertising, um, I'd probably be remiss if I didn't bring into the conversation the various pharmaceutical advertisements that are freaking everywhere. Um, you can't swing a remote with a dead battery without running into, you know, three or four weirdly named, very specific pharmaceutical solutions uh, all over your airwaves. And I, again, I, I don't get it because I imagine if you have moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, for example, you've been to a doctor to get this diagnosis, you know what's up, and really, if you're getting these drugs, they need to be prescribed by your doctor, and you should be talking to your doctor about what makes sense for you and what's a good choice. Like, what is this advertising doing? Like, oh, well, you know, I'm, for example, you know, when I was, you know, deep in, you know, the stage of being, you know, a, a depressed person and, and bipolar, etc. Uh, you know, I went to my therapist and I went to the psychiatrist and we talked about various options and, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to start you off, you know, with Zoloft for the depression side of things. And we're going to go with, you know, Depakote for the mood stabilizer. And I said, okay, you're the doctor. You presumably know what you're talking about. Um, and there were all sorts of ads on television for various, you know, anti-depression medications for this and that and the other. You know, like, there's ads for all this stuff, but it's not like I'm going into, you know, the CVS and saying, hello, I would like a bottle of Luvestra or whatever the heck it's called. I don't even know if that's a real thing or you know, if that is a thing that's for, you know, I don't know, vaginal dryness. I don't know. I don't remember these things because they're not important to me. Because they don't need to be important to me. If... Like, if you had a channel that was all doctors all the time, it's just programming to be consumed by doctors and nurses and health professionals, I understand putting advertisements for drugs on those because those are the people who need to hear and see these things and can then promote and prescribe those for you. But putting advertisement on, you know, average TV about whatever that is, it's like you sh you're talking to your doctor. He's going to give you what he's going to, or she's going to give you what she's going to give you. Like, if, you know, I was prescribed thing A for my affliction, and I go into the doctor, and like they say, and they talk to your doctor. I go and go, hey, um, I saw an ad for, for thing X. Um, what's the story there? Like, they're going to say, yeah, we, you know, when we evaluated you and were prescribing the thing, that was, you know, that's another option. You know, if, if it's all six of one half dozen, the other, sure, I can change it. Is your current stuff not working? Because if your current stuff's not working, they should be exploring other options anyway. If your current stuff is working, why are you switching it up? Just because, you know, some dude is walking down the beach with a happy face with an, um, with a, you know, a balloon in his hand or whatever goofy imagery they, you know, portray 
in the drug ads. Like, I don't, I don't understand where that's supposed to be helpful. Um, and that's without even getting into the audio fine print ridiculousness of these commercials. Um, you know, cause they're required, I assume by law to say, you know, here's a list of side effects and why you shouldn't take this. Or if you have these conditions or you've been in this place, don't do this stuff. Like I get why that's on there. Um, if you're going to have an ad for drugs, you should, you know, definitely have to call out, you know, the downsides. So people just aren't, Oh, what's that? Um, you know, Percocet, it's good for everything. Sure. You know, without letting them know, Hey, this is, you know, a contributor to the opioid crisis. Like they should have those things on there. Um, but I also feel like because some of those things are what they are, maybe you just shouldn't advertise because you're not doing yourself any favors. Um, you know, again, because there was a point in my life where it was, you know, specifically relevant to me and I paid a little more attention to it, you know, there, there's not really an anti-depression drug out there whose audio fine print doesn't include, you know, this may cause, you know, deepening depression and suicidal thoughts because insert, you know, what works on adults apparently makes things worse for the youth as I'm led to believe. Um, so they have to say that, but you're saying, Hey, buy this thing. It fixes, you know, this problem, or it could make that problem way worse. Like, how's that helpful in an advertising context? I don't get that. Um, I find it particularly ridiculous when they're like, you know, don't take blah, blah, blah. If you're allergic to blah, 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 or its components. And again, I'm going to say, well, duh, like don't stick burning embers in your eyes. If your eyes are, you know, prone to burning when you place hot coals in them. Well, duh. Like, why would you take a drug that you know you're allergic to? Like, I, the fact that they say that is, is just ridiculous to me in that they say it. Um, B, I'm assuming they have to say it and C, they probably have to say it because somebody sued somebody at some point that said, you know, well, they gave me this drug and I took it and I was allergic. And so that's on them. I mean, which probably speaks more to the litigiousness and the ridiculous litigiousness of our modern era. Um, I mean, growing up, I didn't have really any allergies. Um, I had some oral surgery at one point and they prescribed me, you know, amoxicillin, which I had taken plenty of times before as a, you know, um, an antibiotic because, you know, they dug giant grooves into my gums and, you know, let's not have them get infected. So they, you know, um, prescribed me with amoxicillin. And for the first few days, it was all good. And I'm doing like it should be. And then one, one night I wake up and I'm all itchy and I'm covered in hives and I'm gross. And Abby got really pissed at me for not waking her up and waiting until morning. Um, because, you know, I could have died or, or something. Um, and bless her for looking out for me. And now I know better, but I wasn't allergic to amoxicillin until I, you know, was allergic to amoxicillin. I'm not going to go sue in the company. They don't know. Like the doctor didn't know. I didn't know. Now that said, next time I go to the doctor and they're like, oh, we need to give you an antibiotic. Am I going to say, oh, please give me amoxicillin. I'm allergic to it. It's going to give me hives and, and, you know, mess me up. But please 
I, I would like this, this drug in particular. No one's doing that. Like, why even say that? But again, it's all undercut by the whole concept of why are you advertising drugs anyway? Um, no one watching your drug commercial is able to actually go and get these drugs on their own. Like, I guess maybe it's so you will talk to your doctor to suggest this new fun, whatever it is, possible cure for your thing. But again, if your doctor's competent, he should be aware of what the options are and be giving you the best option in the first place anyway. Um, I take a certain amount of exception to people who overly question their doctors. Like, they're not perfect. You know, they're, they, they make mistakes and they, they have malpractice insurance for that reason. You know, they're not gods. But also, you're talking to a person who's, you know, spent a fair portion of their life in, in pretty intensive schooling to learn what they're doing, to, to master their craft, um, they diagnose you with the thing, you, you know, you should, you know, kind of go with that. They say, hey, this is the drug you need, you, you know, if that's problematic, get a second opinion from a different doctor. Don't take your WebMD Google search in and be like, oh, no, I am super not this, I, I am clearly this other thing, or oh, the drug you gave me is not good. I need this other thing. Just because you saw a 30-second spot, that's ridiculous. That's, that's nonsense. Um, and now I feel like I'm just in full-on rant mode. So, so let me try and dial that back a little bit. Um, and I guess to shift gears to advertising that, you know, I can sort of get behind. That makes sense. That is, you know, serves its purpose to sell a thing, but also is kind of entertaining, you know, kind of good stuff, um, you know, um, because I feel like if Coke or McDonald's made commercials that were in some way entertaining or compelling, it might, sh you know, shift the script a bit. For example, um, and I'm admittedly digging into the archives here because A, I don't watch a whole lot of TV nowadays and B, when I do, I don't pay attention to the commercials. But, you know, let's travel back to, I don't know, the 90s, I guess. You know, Budweiser. It's a beer. Everyone in America knows it's a beer. It, and again, you either like drinking Budweiser or you like drinking, you know, Miller or any number of other things. Like, I don't know that their ads are convincing you. You know what? I've been drinking Miller for years. I'm I'm switching to Budweiser for the sake of an ad, right? However, back in the day when they had the frogs, that was pretty all right. Like, it wasn't convincing me to drink Budweiser. I mean, A, at the time, I wasn't of legal drinking age. And B, I've never been a beer drinker. But I could at least appreciate and enjoy the commercials. They were funny, you know. And then they brought in the iguanas, and it was good stuff. You know, they're, they're you know... The Geico commercials, everyone knows you can call the thing and say whatever percent in whatever short period of time they're saying it is nowadays. But the little, you know, the little gecko dude, he's funny. He's cute, you know. Um, they've done some, you know, things that are, you know, clever and hip and, you know, wacky. And it's, it's at least entertaining. Um, if that's what you're doing with your ad budget, I can maybe get behind that. Uh, you know, tell a story you know, do something funny, something entertaining. I mean, whatever it is you do, 
after someone's seen it for like the 3700th time, it's going to be crap anyway, but that's true of just about anything, really. Um, you know, especially with the frequency in which they pummel you with them. Um, you know, if all I listened to, or when I put on the radio, every third song was Stairway to Heaven, I'd get sick of Stairway to Heaven. Like, it's an awesome song. I love it. It, it. Five stars all the way. But if it came on every third track, fuck Led Zeppelin is how that would end up. Um, you know, but put in the effort, you know, put, you know, try and do something clever. You know, I, I can, I can get behind that. Um, you know, um, I don't understand perfume ads. I'll just throw that out there as a random, you know, not for nothing, but here's my random input. Um, cause most of the things you sell on a television, you, you know, there, there's, there's a product you can see, you know, and you can like display what it's doing or give some general ideas to, you know, what the thing is and what its effects are, etc. Like perfume, you can't smell that stuff on the TV. You show me the bottle, which makes no difference. Like it's in a, you know, a crystal bottle shaped like, you know, a heart or it's in, you know, a long glass cylinder or it's, you know, in a rubberized monkey skull. No, it, it doesn't tell you anything about this fragrance and what it's like. Um, you know, pictures of, you know, this starlet or this, you know, supermodel or this actor, you know, invariably getting into or out of some sort of, you know, body of water. What does that have to do with anything, really? Um, you know, and I just, I just, I don't understand what that, like, if you're going to get perfume, are you not at a store where you can smell this? Like, is that not the chief decision-making piece of a perfume or body spray or, you know, whatever is, how does this stuff smell? Um, like, you know, you, you could put, crap, I'm trying to come up with a, you know, show me a commercial of Nick Offerman grilling up a rack of ribs and that's fantastic, but I'm not going to buy his, you know, his cologne offering without going somewhere and smelling it. Like that's, that makes no sense. Even if you say, oh, it smells like, you know, bacon. Well, I'm not using bacon cologne anyway. But, like, even if it's something like, oh, I think I generally prefer, you know, musks. Uh, you're going to go check that out. You're not going to go buy it, you know, unsmelled from, based on, you know, an advertisement. Like, that's not happening. Why, why are you bothering? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Um, maybe I'm wrong. If there, if there are folks out there listening, they're like, oh, no. I, I've bought several perfumes and colognes based solely on the visuals in the ad campaign. Um, and it's all worked out real well for me. And you can explain how those two things bridge. Please hit me up. Let me know. I'll have you on the podcast and you can explain it to me. It, it, that would be great. Because otherwise, I'm just not, I'm just not getting it. I don't, I don't, I don't see what that's uh, you know, about, really. why you would spend so much money getting these high dollar, you know, actors and actresses and these, you know, 
high production value sets and, you know, photo shoots and, and you know, the, the cinematography and whatever to sell a thing that you can't smell and that people are going to make up their minds on the spot at the store one way or the other regardless. Like, I, I don't... It must be good to be in advertising, to be able to just conjure up that kind of money from people for stuff that inherently makes no sense. I mean, I've seen Mad Men, I, 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 you know, which is fiction and is not really how it works, I imagine. Uh, but it just, I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get it. Um, I, I've, I've sputtered off the rails here um, and just gone into, you know, again, back into ramp mode, which is probably not fun for, for most of you. Um, and I'm getting close to home, so we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this back up. Um, advertising, we'll go in sort of reverse order. There's a lot of advertising I just flat out don't understand, um, and don't get why it's out there and how it's to anyone's advantage that it is out there. But maybe that's just on me. Fair enough. Um, I get the concept of advertising in terms of, hey, let me introduce you to a new thing. Like, I guess that's the thing with podcasts. Most of what you're see- hearing about on podcast um, advertisements are, hey, here's a new product or service that you're probably not aware of. Let, let, let me make you aware of it. Here's some information about it. Oh, here's a promo code so you can try it out. And then you go on with life like that. I get, like, that makes perfect sense. To me, that's what advertising is for. Um, which brings us back around to the Toddcast, and I don't know, maybe there'll be advertising, maybe there won't. Let me know what your thoughts are, and we can, you know, we can cross that bridge together. Um, and you can get a hold of me in any of the following ways. Um, I am available on Twitter at CastTodd, C-A-S-T-T-O-D, uh, on the Twitter I have that rigged up to my, you know, pocket computer slash cell phone. So, believe you me, when somebody does interact with it, I see that pretty quickly and, you know, will respond if necessary. If if it's a thing that requires a response or requests a response, I'm on top of that. Um, If you uh, prefer a more private medium, uh, you know, I do have an email address. It's toddcastpodcast at gmail.com. That's T-O-D... C-A-S-T, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. No one ever spells out the at gmail.com. It's G-M-A-I-L dot, which is a period, C-O-M. No one ever throws that out there. Um, Just figured I'd switch it up for you. Um, If you are a person listening to this on the Anchor app, you can leave me a message there. And if you're listening on the Anchor app, I'm assuming you know how to make that happen. If not, Google it. I'm sure they have a very helpful help site to let you know how to do that. Or just push buttons until eventually it connects to me and you can leave a voice message. Either could work. Um, or you can email me, you know, an MP3 of whatever it is you want me to hear. That'll work. Or pictures or whatever. You know, it's an email. You can send all kinds of stuff to it. I'm sure Gmail has some sort of size limit. Um, and, you know, I'm not looking for you to send me anything crude. Uh, you know, or you know, things you wouldn't want in an email if it were coming to you, you know, let, let's all be cool to each other. But, you know, it, it, there, there are avenues of uh, communication available. Um, so, yeah, hit me up. Let me know what's going on. 
what you think, uh, you know, about this or anything else. Um, I feel like it's been a minute since I have brought up the topic of the, you know, the challenge, the, hey, I've got a weird topic, let's see if Todd can sustain talking about it for the duration of his commute challenge. I really need to come up with a shorter, better name for it than that. Um, but now that I've explained it, you know what I'm talking about and longtime listeners will remember, oh yeah, that's right, that's a thing. Um, I've had some people, you know, submit some ideas and I think I've done all right with it, you know, but if you, you know, had forgotten or if you're a new listener, basically the, the deal is, hey, this guy's rambling for the duration of his commute. I will pick a topic and see how, you know, if he knows enough about it to, you know, sustain that for, you know, 30, 40 minutes, um, you know, or in the case of a certain somebody, hey, I bet he doesn't know anything about American Girl Dolls. Let's see if he can, you know, BS his way through a commute on it. And yes, I can. You can listen to the episode if you go into the history. Um, You can go that route too. Whatever. Um, Or if there's just something you think would be cool to hear my take on or hear me talk about, let me know. I'm up for it. Um, You know, there's... I've got topics that come to mind as they pop into my head and I can chat about. If you've got something you want to contribute, bring it. I'm, I'm up for it. So, uh, I feel like I've belabored that point for far too long. And so, now that I've essentially finished my advertising podcast by shamelessly advertising all the ways that you can interact with the podcast, I should probably stop the Toddcast before I say the Toddcast too many more times, because that's just going to be annoying. So until next time, I hope you all have an excellent day, evening, weekend, month, whatever it is you're listening to this. I hope the remainder of that time period is pleasant to you. And I will uh, talk at you again in the future. Good day. And that's it.